0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Hey everybody, let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big, I mean huge, for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started.
0: No one really tries to be unsafe online.
2: Enter address for free tater tots.
3: But every time you give up info and privacy... So I gave your birth date for free parking. That's how I got this robe. You may give up some safety, too. Norton 360 with LifeLock has device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection, all in one. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft, but you can save 25% or
0: more off your first year. Opt in to cyber safety at norton.com news.
3: This is the main
1: event. This is the main event. Mark's podcast, WrestleMania edition, now on the Onion Sports Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad, Troy. And with me, as always, is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia. And the main event collector is the Triple H to my Ric Flair. He's Greg. What's up, Greg?
2: Ah, uh, what's up? I'm not Booker of the Year, but, you know, just
1: Triple no, H. Wh- not
2: Tony Khan, but...
1: Yeah, well, I, like I said, what with uh, with that award, man, TK won Booker of the Year. <laughs> whereas, what did what did Triple H win? Respect? Like, yeah. come on. That's, uh... It's, it's nothing, man. You gotta, you gotta buy gotta,
2: that.
1: Yeah, you gotta get over with the Marks, man. But alright, either way, uh, just want to let you all know before we get started that the Main Event Marks is brought to you by Fubo TV and Fanatics. Click on the links down in the podcast description. Let them know that the Main Event Marks and Unhinged Sports Network sent you. But today is our final WrestleMania show of the month. We are on the road to WrestleMania and this drops on the 31st, so the last day of March. When is, I always forget the dates of WrestleMania.
2: This year, until late, uh, the 11th and the 12th, I think.
1: Okay, so we are about a week and a half away from the two-night WrestleMania. It's the second year in a row we're doing a two-night WrestleMania. And,
2: 10-11, I have a,
1: sorry. okay. Well, I have a, I have a feeling that this year is going to be, much, much better than last year's two-night WrestleMania. Not saying they didn't have some good matches last year, but, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't get into it as much when it's, like, in the Performance Center, nobody's it was there. A, it
2: was the no-fans part for me.
1: Yeah, that just, I'm like, ugh. Like, I, I've heard people point out, they said, this is not, like, no matter what happens at this WrestleMania, it's not gonna be on anybody's highlight reel, ever. Except for maybe that Boneyard match, like, and, uh, whatever it was, Wyatt and, uh, uh, Cena did.
2: Firefly from house.
1: Yeah, that match. That, well, I guess it was a match, whatever. But, either way, uh, those are about the only two highlights of the, the whole weekend. Last Man Standing thing was cool. But, either way, uh, today we're not, we are going back to, uh, a, a show that is near and dear to my heart. It is from 2005. We are going to WrestleMania 21. We're going to get into all the stuff about, like, um, you know, in at WrestleMania 20, I feel like, I, I don't know, because Conrad Thompson brought this up on his podcast as well. It seemed like, uh, eight, or excuse me, 19, they were trying something new with Brock. At 20, they were trying something new with Eddie and Benoit. This year, they're trying something new again. So, and I think this year, I mean, not to downplay, you know, Eddie as a world champion, I think he would have been champion again if he would have lived and, done great stuff same with benoit you know but uh i think this year we got the mega stars out of it so
2: anyway. um i might argue we got one of pro wrestling's mount Rush- mount rushmore guys out of this
1: yeah that's that's I definitely mean, a it's definitely a point to be made and we'll get into all of that with the event itself and uh kind of the venue and the importance of the show and all that good stuff but uh, first, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the news and notes. And also, just letting you know, if you are not listening to us on the Unhinged Sports Network, we are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific on Wednesdays. And we also have a replay Thursday, same time. They have bumped our re- our uh, encore to 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific and if you are listening to us on podcast form instead of live on there, uh, subscribe and please leave a review. Five stars, just like Uncle Dave. And a, Well, I was going to say it a Kenny Omega Match, but that would be seven stars. And uh, But either way, leave five stars and leave us a good review, some feedback. Tell us if you like it, hate it, whatever. And that'll help us get seen. So we very much appreciate it. And we will hit you with the news and notes on the other side of this break.
3: Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector.
1: It's the very best of professional wrestling's past, every Monday on
2: Retro Wrestling Review.
1: I'm your host, Troy, and together, we'll hop on my time-traveling wrestling ring and watch along to the greatest matches from yesteryear in the Sport of Kings. As complex, as controversial, and as brilliant, really, as he is. On Triple R, we'll cover matches from across the world, including American territories, Canada, Mexico, and Japan.
0: Fast action, lots more than that.
1: You'll learn some things, find out about wrestlers and matches you never even knew about, and we'll have some laughs. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Retro Wrestling Pod. Retro Wrestling Review is available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, served up fresh every Monday morning.
0: Unbelievable! The crowd! At Total Wine & More, we know what pairs perfectly with summer. Go ahead, test us. What goes best with a beach trip? This crisp rosé. A pool party? Try these craft beers. Oh, you're good. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine & More. The main event marks
3: are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
1: All right, we're back with the news and notes. I'll be honest with you, there's not a whole lot. Uh, I really had to dig for some of the stuff, but we'll get into what we've got. This one is actually a looking ahead story, but it's something that you and I can talk about because we're not going to be covering the show uh, coming up, but we're going to be covering one from another year. Uh, In about three weeks after the show, TNA would put on their first ever all-steel cage event held in professional wrestling history, Lockdown 2005. The main event would be a War game style match that they will call Lethal Lockdown. The two teams will be Team Jarrett, consisting of Jeff Jarrett, Monty Brown, and The Outlaw, or Kip Sop, Kip James, Billy Gunn, whatever. And they're taking on the team of Team Nash, which is DDP, Sean Waltman, and BG James. Kevin Nash was supposed to take part in the match, but he will be removed due to a sickness and replaced with uh BG James.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, yeah, that's a suitable replacement, and I love BG. Don't get me wrong, I love Road Dog. Yeah, like, really?
1: I know it's like I get uh, it. They were
2: light. They were light on guys, so yes. And and Three Live Crew was hot, so I get it. But really,
1: you had the outlaw on the other side, (laughs) so I guess you know that way it makes sense. But yeah, because like they're still calling it Team Nash, but he's not even going to be in the (sighs) match. So in this time, it wasn't because of a torn quad, because he was apparently sick, so. <clears throat> yeah. What a, yeah, so, it, like, you. yeah, right, yeah, you know, he, he just lost his smile again.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. <clears> throat.
1: Yeah, right. Either way, uh, getting into the WWE side of things now, all the rest of these stories are WWE, so just throwing that out there. Uh, WWE has signed a three-year deal to bring Raw back to the USA Network in October. Both sides will announce a day after WrestleMania. WWE had been looking for a new TV home since mid-March, when Spike TV announced that it would end its relationship with the franchise at the end of its current contract in September.
2: I didn't uh, know it happened this early. I didn't.
1: I'm... Yeah, me neither. Spike would pick up TNA in it was October, wasn't
2: it? Um, August. But August didn't air until oh, okay. October.
1: Oh God, did they yeah. film that far ahead?
2: No, 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 no. But they signed the deal.
1: Oh, okay, I got because that.
2: Because going into No Surrender and Unbreakable, they were hyping up the debut on Spike TV coming October.
1: Which made sense, because they got the debut on TV before their biggest pay-per-view of the year, so... It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: I think that was... That may have been a lead into to Boundary Glory, actually. Like, that might have been a go-home show. Don't oh, quote cool. me on that, though, but I'm pretty sure it was at least very close to it.
1: Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, I do remember... I, I remember this whole thing, and I know... Bruce Pritchard and others close to the situation have talked about it. They said the whole reason they moved off the of USA Network to begin with then you know as well as I do back when they were on USA the first time they were always, like they were constantly getting preempted throughout the year by whatever.
2: Uh, Usually was, the, the dog show in February and I think yep. golf. Yeah. There's always in February.
1: And Wasn't there, was there tennis or something
2: like that? Yeah, tennis there, golf. Tennis, yes. Yeah. Tennis. I okay. knew it was one of those white sports. <laughs>
1: And he can say that because okay. he's only half <laughs> white.
2: Well, but I am Michael. But this one,
1: yeah, I just remember, I and that would always piss me off. I'm sure it did you too. I, you know, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard always talked about. Miss McMahon was like a god dang dog show. It's like, yeah, damn it. oh, like you're. They're pulling in monster ratings during that time, and they still got preempted for a damn dog
2: show. Well, it makes you wonder what the dog shows are pulling in. Yeah, I know. I was like, are they pulling in that good of numbers? Like, damn. Starting in, I think, 97, they started airing Raw either on Friday or airing at 11 p.m.
1: Yeah, I know. It yeah. was, like, pre-recorded or whatever. Well, so really,
2: it was only preempted from 93 to 96 or so.
1: Well, they had to move it a few times, which was inconvenient for them. Well, they hated okay,
2: preempted or moved. It was only a few yeah. times, though.
1: Right. But it's still, like, it effing... Just The fact that they did it at all, especially during those times with monster ratings, and they're like, what the – like, what the hell? But, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Pritchard said, you know, they got taken for granted because not only the preemptive whatever, but they took them for granted. They were like, ah, you're doing good on your own. We don't have to promote you. They're like, that's not part of the deal. And They're like, yeah, you're fine. And <laughs> apparently uh, TNN at the time, before they became Spike TV, they came along, Viacom, whatever the hell – and they offered them frickin' the world. Like, they not only gave them a boatload of money, but then they were they promised them a ton of promotion. And, I mean, to their credit, they did promote the hell out of Raw and WWE being on there. So, and it helped, uh, yeah, I think it helped when they became Spike TV, if anybody remembers, it was supposed to be the man's channel. So, yes. that, yeah. I like it was that,
2: called the new TNN, so it was like the new, the national network
1: yeah right yeah it was the new tnn and then it became spike tv and the man's network they got all the james bond films there for a while they had the star wars films and you know oh, don't like, forget
2: one of the centerpieces with ufc
1: yeah that too so they had ufc wwe so i mean they they had some good programming there for a few years i remember i mean my dad would frequently when he's channel surfing land on spike and just be like eh, whatever they're showing a random james bond film that i'll watch you know or stuff like that Rambo or something yeah, that too. <clears throat> so but uh and now during this time USA had it was what, five years? And uh two thousand yeah, five years. Yeah. So was it, USA finally came back to the table, they're you know, with their tail tucked between their legs, we're like, uh, we're sorry. you know, we we're we're willing to offer you all of this and uh, you know, more promotion, more money, more everything. And so they said, Yeah. And they have never been. They're gonna preemptive. give Vince
2: McMahon two hundred million dollars, like he needs it.
1: You made that reference the other week, by the way. What was that from?
2: That's when they were taking. That's when they're. That's when. Uh, na- uh, I guess the time was Nashville Network. So whatever, TNN was was taking Raw from USA. You know, they were giving him all that money, and Paul Heyman cut that promo. And they're gonna give Vince ah. McMahon all this Money like he needs it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Give it. Give it to Heyman. He well, he definitely needed it. Uh, Either way, I might leave it alone. Well, he needed it, but oh, hey, I will say this, ECW did not do well for itself, whereas Paul Heyman, I'm pretty sure Brock was paying him well. <laughs> and, you know. and, at ver- and at various times, WWE paid him well. But anyway, uh, this next story is one that I was trying to look up for, what, what 2005 TNA podcast did we recently cover? Was it Victory? Uh-huh. No, not Victory Road
2: that was uh, against all uh, odds against all odds that's right
1: DVD, yeah yeah i was looking it up for that oh, that's
2: one. To them, by the way
1: yeah it was we got quite a few hits on that so apparently you guys like to like to hear about classic tna thank you uh but anyway this story i was looking it up for that but i found out more details so i figured i'd cover it here and it it's something near and dear to our art because we buy all their damn merchandise WWE Senior Vice President James Bell pleaded guilty to mail fraud for taking part in a kickback scheme when he received money under the table for giving certain companies licensing deals with the WWE, including THQ and Jack Pacific. WWE is now challenging those deals, contending that they were signed under illegal terms. Bell faces five years in prison and $3.9 million in fines, plus he must return $1.9 million to the WWE. Who? Wow. That's a lot of money.
2: <laughs> Is that the the random lawsuit we were talking about?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, there was yeah there was a lawsuit uh, about yeah involving Jack specific. So this was the time because WWE they weren't necessarily suing THQ and and Jacks, but they were taking them to court because they said, well, the deals we have with you were signed with James Bell, who gave you these deals because you were, you agreed to give them kickbacks so we want to renegotiate so they took them to to court over it so i guess it was a lawsuit but yeah I, I i mean nothing came about of this as far as like they didn't break the deal i am yeah but they didn't break the deals if anybody remembers they were with thq until literally thq shut down i think so did they shut down before or after they skipped over to T, to 2k
2: i think it was before oh uh, they skipped over because they shut down
1: okay yeah, so THQ shut down, they went to two K, Jack Specific, they eventually dropped them and went to Mattel, which I mean I have a lot of Jack's figures only because that's all there was. Uh, but you know, they made the smart choice by going to Mattel. I mean that's not even a, you know, up for debate. Jack's I, specific, per, I though, personally
2: think they're the greatest figures ever made.
1: Yeah, they are really good. I mean, I the Jazzwares figures are, are good. I mean they're they're definitely much better than anything Jack's produced, and uh What's the one, some Super Seven that makes the <laughs> pan?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I.
1: What's the those, I'm about that? The those figures look fine, uh, but they're a little cartoonish. I don't know. Why? What are What are you laughing about?
2: <laughs> I told you we have delay recordings. I gotta deliberate. I just got my Okada. This oh. thing, amazing.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it looks better in person. I mean, it did look good in the pictures, but I was like, some yeah, of it. This This thing is just.
2: Whoa.
1: yeah i I definitely want those at some point,
2: I can guarantee you, and I'm not trying to be a, a jerk, but you're not going to get it unless you want to pay out the butt for it now because you got to get yeah these, like,
1: yeah, I'll have to,
2: order basically
1: yeah, I'll have to wait and see if I can be lucky enough to stumble across the loose ones someday. I, I need know. to get
2: another one because I want one for display, so I'm going to go to the Super Seven store when they get them,
1: yeah,, you going in the default yeah, you piece of crap. You got an actual Super Seven store out there. Like I, I don't even know. Is that there's the only, only place two. where they have one?
2: No, no, there's one more in San Diego.
1: Oh, okay. So all the way out there.
2: Well, there's also F- one in Japan. Jeez.
1: Oh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, uh, yeah, but Jack Specific ended up making TNA figures, but not until was it 09, 2010. Uh, one of, one of them years, I can't, when, when did Mattel start making
2: 2010 they, was their first year.
1: Okay, so I think Jack started making the TNA figures at the same time, Uh and I hate it, I, I will say they looked okay, but I hate Which it because figure? they did. The TNA ones? The, yeah.
2: I the, personally thought the TNA Jacks. this is my opinion, but I thought they looked a lot better scan-wise than the better than ones.
1: It, well, my problem with it was because they kept coming out with the uh, the deluxe aggr uh, like they call them like a deluxe aggression or whatever for WWE. But those big ass effing figures, and I yeah, hate them.
2: the Samoa Joe one in particular.
1: <laughs> they all look the same.
2: His head is huge.
1: Yeah, I know. The size yeah, of a just,
2: super Bowl, You got one of those machines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I hated them damn things. I got a couple from WWE, and I just bleh, I got a mis- I
2: don't, I own one Jax figure in my entire collection. It's the TNA Jeff Hardy. That glows in the dark.
1: WWE 24-7, which had launched the previous November, was just picked up by some big cable providers, including Cox Cable. Oh. Yeah, Cox. Yeah, you you remember WWE 24-7. I had it. Yeah, I I never had it, but I was able to, because people kept uploading videos to, to YouTube back in the day before big crackdowns. <laughs> So, I watched, I think I've seen every Legends roundtable that they had on there.
2: It's it's really weird they didn't put all that on the network.
1: I know. Yeah, Conrad had brought that up to Bruce, and Bruce said, uh, he's like, eh, it's just not what we were going for with the network, whatever. It's like, why not?
2: That's funny, because it's either that or I have no say in that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, the the Legends roundtables were the only thing I really cared about on 24-7. And you can still see, because they haven't uploaded super super old stuff to the network uh even you know before the move to peacock so you can still google and or, or, or uh youtube rather and find like oh, old black google and white YouTube. stuff yeah yeah so i mean i was able to watch like old buddy rogers stuff that you can i mean they still got the 24 7 logo on the video so that stuff was cool here's a odd one uh the rock recently did an interview with opie and anthony do you remember that show i do
2: yeah. Lightest I, name ever.
1: You're right. <laughs> Opie and Anthony. Like, uh, okay. Apparently, they were somewhat like, if anybody knows what Bob and Tom is or whatever, but I think they were more, they were like a cross between Bob and Tom and like Howard Stern, I think.
2: No, uh, they yeah, were, what can go wrong there?
1: Yeah. They did a lot of blue comedy. So, I think they eventually went to Mysterious XM. And then you can literally hear footage of them. if you You can look it up on YouTube now. When the show was like, in its final days, about ready to be canceled. It's literally them on air just arguing with each other, talking about, I can't wait till the show's over so I never have to see you again. And I was like, damn. Uh, the Rock recently did an interview with Obi-, Obi and Anthony, saying that he was pissed off because the WWE allowed his contract to lapse without any negotiations, and he would not be appearing at WrestleMania in Hollywood, even though he was now working in Hollywood consistently.
2: God, he and, didn't appear at WrestleMania again until 27.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, and what a show that was. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania 20, uh, yeah, because he was at 20, he did the, um, what was it, the handicap match with, with Foley and, uh, Evolution, and then he was like, uh, well, he was still, he was doing the part time Hollywood rock thing in 19, but before that, he was a consistent part of it for a few years. I don't know. Bruce Pritchard and nobody else really had any answers on this, they just, uh, I think they just let it lapse because they were like, well, he's off doing his Hollywood thing. He's not going to be back anytime soon. But The Rock said he would have appeared at WrestleMania if they asked him. But they probably didn't have the budget or felt like they needed him at WrestleMania. It's like, uh, well,
2: yeah. Considering what's about to happen, yeah, they didn't need him at all.
1: Right. This was, oh, Matter fine. Fact,
2: I might argue they didn't need him ever, ever again if they didn't want to after this.
1: Yeah, right. Uh this was 05. So what the hell was he was he filming something maybe? So I'm trying to figure Wonder out When they on tall. Uh yeah, I don't. It's he, you know, he's made so many movies now that he's actually got his own like filmography page like just all by itself, a whole new page on Wikipedia. So like
2: when that's you ask that? okay.
1: Yeah, well, to say like you know somebody's like when they get their own like separate page on Wikipedia just for the filmography, you've know they've they've made a lot of things at that point. Uh, well well he's got two good movies coming out this year and I say that dripping in sarcasm. Be Cool and Doom stuff. <sighs> <It'll suck. laughs> you, you don't say. Uh next year though he would maybe he was filming stuff for two thousand six at this point. Um I mean he was probably doing press for one of these abominations, but uh, in 2006 he had Southland Tales and Gridiron Gang.
2: Gridiron Gang was pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I like that one. I've never seen Southland Tales. I don't know if that was any good or not. Uh, hit us up on social media, I guess. Or anyway. don't. It probably sucked. <laughs> uh, around this time, Matt Hardy, who was sitting at home injured, found out that his girlfriend, Lita, was cheating on him with Edge. Uh, he ended up airing the dirty laundry in an online blog post outing both Edge and Lita. Hardy was released on April 11th with the company citing, quote, unprofessional conduct. Wow. I forgot that that happened around this time. So, that was about a week or a week and a half after the show? He got right. fired?
2: Right, right about, yeah. Wasn't he in the Battle Royal?
1: Uh, I don't remember now. I'd have to. We'll have to get in the show so I, so I can remember, but yeah.
2: So, this was back Well, before... I didn't watch the Battle Royal, keep in mind, because it's not on the network, so...
1: Oh, well, then I didn't either, so I, I don't know. Well, I think he was injured at this point, wasn't he? Was he still injured?
2: I know he got let go and he was hurt, so maybe, yeah.
1: This was... That's, the, that's like the most 2005 thing I've heard next to on his MySpace page. Uh, like, an online blog. Now it'd just be like, somebody made an ass out of themselves on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a bad bad
2: time. It's sad that it's a lot easier now to make an ass out of yourself.
1: Yep. <laughs> you remember when the, the old excuse every time you'd see somebody making an ass out of themselves, the you know, the next day they'd be like, Oh, sorry, I was drunk tweeting or whatever. Or <laughs> I was hacked. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, That's uh I, <laughs> right. Uh, for the record, I think um Matt Hardy and Edge have both said they're cool with each other now and they're friends again. Uh Lita, not so much. So, yeah, she's the uh, the odd woman out here. And I, I just love that confidence. Yeah. Lucky you. The the funny thing there was like, um well, it's not funny, it's this is just like, what the hell? You remember that time that for some reason they made a, a Twitter account for their little son? And somebody tagged Lita in a tweet to him. And then Rebby Hardy.
2: yeah, uh, yes.
1: And then Rebby Hardy was like, don't tag this hoe in my kids' Twitter. Just, or just like say
2: Rebby went all Rebby. We got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Rebby went all, uh. Yeah. Just. <sighs> crazy. Good <laughs> grief. But anyway, last story here. This was. It's not funny. It's. I don't know. He's he's okay. you started
2: a couple of stories with that already. is concerning. Well, it's
1: like, he's, it's, he's okay, he was okay, just as an outside spectator, it's a little funny. Vince McMahon is currently confined to a wheelchair after tearing both of his quads at the 05 Royal Rumble. Yep. If anybody, I remember why, like, I didn't watch it live, but I'd seen footage and I was like, he slid into the ring and now he's sitting on his ass. Like, he won't get up. What's, what's going on? And Bruce Pritchard It's just talks, crazy, about, by
2: the way, he, just real quick, he tears both his quads. And yeah. here, at this point right here, he's in a match with WrestleMania.
1: So it's the same. I know. Yeah. What's your excuse, Nash? <laughs> <laughs> I kid. But yeah, this, uh, it was not funny to know that he was in so much pain. I don't like to laugh at somebody's misfortune, but uh, Bruce Pritchard talked about he tore the one quad and then he refused help because he wanted to, to tough it out in the back, and he tears his other effing quad.
2: It's like something in a horrible comedy.
1: I know. Well, because he's like, he's telling me, he's like, get away from me, damn it, I got it. And then he's walking around, and then he just here, ah, ah, ah. Damn it, pal. God dang it, pal. The other one tore. And he said this was especially bad for him, not just because he I mean, couldn't walk and he was in a wheelchair, but he said his favorite thing is he loves to do leg workouts. And obviously he couldn't, so he said it really sucked for him.
2: Never skip leg day, dude.
1: (sighs) Yeah, right. Anyway, that's the the last story I got. Uh,
2: Anything you wanted to add before we get into the event? Yeah, this event's amazing. Not of good ahead.
1: Yeah, well, we'll talk about it on the other side of this break. But real quick, if you are not listening to us on the Unhinged Sports Network, definitely tune in Wednesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Eastern specific we air on unhinged sn.airtime.pro or unhinged sn.com and if you are listening to us on the podcast feed subscribe and please leave a review helps us out big time if you leave that review five stars and and tell us how much you like it don't like it or you know tell me your favorite flavor of ice cream i don't freaking know but just leave some kind of chocolate chip Good uh, we will take our next break when we come back we're diving into Wrestlemania 21
3: follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod, on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event
2: collector
0: good morning good afternoon good evening and good night my name is thomas and what's your
2: name Uh i'm alan, alan. oh,
0: yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah
2: we're brothers that's right yeah, yeah From the that. mother same mother and father your room was. Oh, we share the room.
0: Share right. the room. We the room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, or we go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then.
2: Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Yeah. Well.
0: What do we do? You spell it with a K. So you might Take it easy. Check
3: out my summer picks. Here i met Total Wine for Rosés and Zinfandel. Cool. Here's my boyfriend picking craft beers. Does he work there? Oh, he's more than a summer fling.
0: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
3: Summer vacation, here we come.
0: Yep, I packed the craft beers I got it Total Wine. Did you remember a bathing suit? No, but I did pack a bunch of summer wines. Whites, rosés, Zinfandels. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. The main event marks are available wherever you get
3: podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
1: We are back, and it it's time to dive into Wrestlemania. 21 took place April 3rd, 2005. The tagline was WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. The theme songs were Big Time by Soundtrack of Our Lives and Behind Those Eyes by Three Doors Down.
2: They would use a better Big Time next year.
1: Yeah, I, I love Peter Gabriel. This one sucked. Like,
2: who picked this, these songs, this one, man? This one, man, the whole thing sucked.
1: The whole thing sucked? Behind Those Eyes was okay. But it's not a song that's going to make me be like, Well, no, hold on.
2: That wasn't really a theme. That was just the uh, closing package theme. So,
1: they don't tell you that
2: Yeah, It's It's also edited out of the network, too. Hey, notice that. Because
1: I was watching the, the, god dang it, that closing package. And uh, I was like, this is a random production theme.
2: This sucks. Yeah, it's actually the production theme they use for the DVD menus of WrestleMania 21. I still have that on DVD. Oh wow! Which I just remembered I could have watched on that. Damn it!
1: (laughs) Well, do they? uh, I forget on the network. Do they for twenty? Do they edit out the themes for WrestleMania twenty? Because those were some of my favorites.
2: Not the drowning pool one, but the gutsmack one for the the recap.
1: Oh okay, yeah, I love that one. Uh, The venue, by the way, is the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Ooh. Uh, for those of you that don't know the uh, just a little bit about the Staples Center, they are home to the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, <sighs> whatever, and and the Sparks. The Sparks. I'm are leave the that NBA. one
2: alone because I don't watch it, and I don't want anyone to give me any hate. Sorry, I just don't watch WNBA. <sighs> uh, yeah, well,
1: well but I the mean,
2: Kings and Lakers can piss off. Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, getting into the attendance. Uh, for this event here, they had 20,193 uh, for wrestling. The total attendance they could squeeze in there was 21,000 for boxing and wrestling. So, so obviously...
2: was it really according to Uncle Dave?
1: Yeah, I know. this. You know, uh, JR craps on him for that, too. Because I can't remember what, what uh, event... I thought it was just Bruce. But I can't remember what event it was they were covering on JR's podcast... And uh, Conrad said the attendance, he's like, but, uh, you know, Meltzer disputes that. And JR goes, of course he does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that.
2: I like how heating Meltzer brings everybody together.
1: Right. I think uh, JR is a little bit more diplomatic about it, but still. They were close to a sellout. Close enough. But it's still, like, you look at the the attendance of 20,193. For today's standard, well, I mean. Bef- Pre-COVID, that was a small WrestleMania crowd.
2: This was the second-to-last one not in a stadium.
1: Yeah. Well, that was that was um another thing. You, so you think eighteen or uh yeah, eighteen was in the Sky Dome,
2: mm-hmm. so that was a that was a that was a stadium. Sixteen, seventeen, uh, eighteen. Eight, oh no, that's not sixteen. Sorry, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen were all in stadiums.
1: Yeah, and then uh well, 21, 19,
2: 21, 22 was not.
1: Yeah. So, I think the reason they came here was just because it was. I don't, I don't freaking know why they came here. Uh, Prestige? Well, it was just Hollywood. Yeah. Keep in mind, they didn't have any
2: football teams yet, so. Yeah,
1: and, and they don't want to say, well, we're holding it in Anaheim. Nobody well, wants to be in Anaheim.
2: WrestleMania 16 was in Anaheim, and they did say that. Um, oh. But WrestleMania 39 will not be in LA, contrary to popular belief. It's in Inglewood, so. Yeah. Which is like right outside. Just like WrestleMania 31 was not in San Francisco, it was in Santa Clara, but they'll tell you Silicon Valley or the Bay Area because nobody's gonna say Santa Clara. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, a, it's the yeah it's the San Francisco metro area. Thing. There you go.
2: And again, one more, one more WrestleMania 29 and 35, they were in the New York metropolitan area. Oh, right. Pictures. Yeah. Well, same
1: thing. They they tried saying that about WrestleMania 11. When they were in Connecticut, they were like, yeah. well, it's right down the road from New York, so we're technically in the New York area. It's like, are you, though? But anyway, this is what I don't get, the stat, because it said attendance was 20,000, but they said 134,193 people from 37 countries, 50 states. I don't get that. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that that number is bigger than the attendance number. Someone so, probably
2: actually like, the comma too many numbers. <laughs>
1: No, like I looked this up, and like multiple sources have the same number, and I'm like, what? Are we and sure that's it, not just viewing audience? They said this, they put this under attendance, but uh, this has got to be including. I I don't I don't know I I don't know what that number is unless they had like I a feel theater like, open.
2: I feel like it wasn't until WrestleMania 26 where people started flocking to CitySport. Apparently, apparently
1: they did have like a a, a big fly in crowd for this one because it was in L. A. So I, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe they had a theater open. I I don't know. I but they said they grossed more than 7.1 million dollars in ticket sales, making it the highest-grossing WWE event ever at the Staples Center.
2: Well, hell yeah, dude. They had Bono on the big show on the card. Well, yeah, that's the Japanese flying
1: audience right there. By the way, I think Aki Bono, he lives in Japan, but I think he's of Hawaiian descent, I wanna just, I wanna say, so he's not technically Japanese. Either way, uh, the well, pay per
2: view- is about Japanese wrestling, bro. <laughs>
1: uh, pay per view buy rate no, 1 no, mil- no. Yeah, real quote from Vince Rusa. Pay per view buy rate 1,090,000. So, that's uh, it's a lot of buys. I was one of them. Getting into the qu- yeah, so was I actually. I this was the second WrestleMania I ordered. Twenty was the first. Was one night stand before this or after this?
2: Right after this.
1: Okay, when was that the the first one or the second one? First one. Okay, all right. Then this was the second pay per view I, I ever. I'd
2: as I hate C W, it was the end of the pay per view.
1: Oh, it was yeah. Well, because it was w it was through the WWE filter. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania 21 was the second pay-per-view as a whole I ever ordered. And then uh, I had I ordered WrestleMania 22, One Night Stand 2, and uh, I had a TNA pay-per-view somewhere in there too. Uh, Genesis 2010, that was the one I was thinking. Of. Anyway, uh, some quick facts here. Tickets sold out in less than one minute for this event, making it the fastest ticket sellout in the company's history, as well as the fastest ticket sellout at Staples Center. That's some good bragging points there. Uh, I've always
2: often wondered how that works in one minute. Like, yeah. Are they just adding I don't know. up how much time it takes the people to type in the computer? Two tickets, three tickets, or whatever.
1: <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean they sold out in a heartbeat, so but
2: this was so that's like PlayStation five and Series X status right there, man.
1: Yeah. Uh well the Hall of Fame took place before this, two thousand five Hall of Fame. Paul Orndorff was on there. Uh, another quick fact. Paul Orndorff says he only agreed to go into the Hall of Fame because it was a payday and then he reportedly left his plaque behind in the hotel room.
2: <laughs> I feel like you just told me that.
1: I'm wondering now cuz like I, I, I forget who all was in that class.
2: Basically everybody from WrestleMania 1 main event, so yeah. Piper, oh, Hornor, Hogan, Hogan uh, led
1: the class. Cowboy Harvey. Bob, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart. Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik. Yeah, so, pretty good class. But I can't believe that, like, I get it, you know, obviously some people care more about it than others, but it's like, you cared so little about it that you're like, whatever, F this plaque, and you just, like, leave it. Yeah. It's like, at, at least a, for some extra cash.
2: Kind of a move, if you ask me, but...
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, if you really cared that much about the payday, it's like, you know there's a bunch of marks that would pay oodles of cash for that... Plat, right <laughs> put it on ebay
2: i'm just like oh you know what i want the paul ornor hall of fame plaque <laughs> right
1: well there's one really large podcaster down in alabama that would have paid for it so.
2: Hey, roll tag <laughs> right. uh last i'm surprised um, he doesn't own it now i think about it he owns some really weird stuff
1: yes yes he does he's still after tony shivani about finding the six-man tag belts for him shivani keeps saying they're lost somewhere in the attic Whereas Giovanni's son argues and says, we don't have the effing bells, quit asking. probably just saying that, to shut him up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, uh, last quick fact here. This is the only WrestleMania in history to not feature a tag team match. Yeah. Weird. I, I didn't think about that until after I was done with the show, and then I was like, wait, there was no There's, tag
2: match. And one set of the tag champs wrestled them in, in the opening match.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
2: But anyway, we open up... We with, say cray-cray uh, cray here.
1: Good lord. We <laughs> we open up WrestleMania with Lillian Garcia singing America the Beautiful we go, before we go into a montage of a WrestleMania movie parodies, which were awesome. All right, I'm just going to yeah. say it.
2: I want to mention something real quick. And, yeah. you know, Lillian's obviously got a good voice. I'm not knocking it, but you're in Hollywood, and you can't get another star. You have to use an in-house person to do it yeah, nothing wrong with her doing that. It's just weird to me. Like, of all the ones, this is the one they have her do in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it's a step up from Mean Gene Okerlund.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Not, no offense to Mean Gene, but having him sing... Did, he sung the National Anthem, right?
2: Right, before okay. they did America the Beautiful. They yeah. started America the Beautiful the right way with Ray Charles, so... They, you
1: know. Yeah.
2: Well, I I but, think didn't...
1: Didn't he have to fill in because they tried to get Phil Collins and he backed out or
2: something? He did back out, yeah. Okay. That's, I heard that on Pritchard's podcast, I believe.
1: Let's get the British guy to sing the, uh, the National Anthem of America.
2: Like, uh, okay. WrestleMania 20s was weird. It was the Harlem Boys Choir, which, you know, okay, because they're in New York, but still, it was random. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I
1: thought it was kind of cool. It was a nice—it was it was different. It was nice. Even. I mean, they've gotten some No, they
2: were good. Don't get me wrong. People.
1: It was just yeah. really random. Yeah, and they have got some random people to, to sing, where I'm like, who well, is this person?
2: WrestleMania 11, 11, I think it was someone from the Special Olympics or something like that.
1: Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. I think she was blind or something. <sighs> but either way. Uh, first match of the night, man, we're starting off hot. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. If if I was Justin Roberts, I would hold it. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Anyway, this one... I went... can't believe I used to like that pool. I don't I think, think well, I don't think he's bad actually. It's just uh, he's he's really overdoing it. He's really turning me off.
1: I'm I dude. Somebody in the back has to like it. It's got to be Tony Khan.
2: I was like, what do you mean somebody?
1: Yeah, it's got to be effing Khan. It's, it's, it's got to be. Yeah. Hey buddy, you know how you roll your R's <laughs> with Ray and Phoenix? Uh, maybe you could do it more. <laughs> hold it out for a good minute. <laughs> and you know it how sounds you hold
2: like it? such an ass. I
1: know. <laughs> It's that's good content, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. That's his. That's his. Uh, that's good crap, pal. Anyway, it's uh.
2: What's old... like the PC version of of, of GD? Well, oh, yeah. Gold, darn it. That's good stuff, pal. <laughs> no, gold, darn. It. That's good stuff, buddy. That's good oh, content, man. buddy. <laughs> oh God, how many lockers do you sleep in in school, in high school? Oh man. <laughs> wow. My daddy will come after
1: you. Anyway, uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio went just over 12 and a half minutes. This is the first time in WrestleMania history that two tag team champions faced each other. So there's a nice factoid for you. Uh, Yeah, they
2: were uh, really trying to push that this current year right now. They were trying to be like, oh, Bianca and and, uh, Sasha would be the second ones to do it if they won the tag titles. I thought thought when...
1: John Cena and uh, Shawn Michaels faced off. I thought they were tag champs.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, they were because they were okay. gonna be the second champs, tag champs wrestling for a singles title. That's right. Okay, but yeah.
1: No. Oh, okay. Still <laughs> in the same
2: category. <laughs> as this. though. Whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, stats that, Why are you bringing this up?
1: They always do that, and it's always Michael Cole, and always makes me hate him more. Uh, Ray ends up winning with a Tilt-A-Whirl Hurricane Rana into a pin. Uncle Dave gave it three and a four star. I gave it three and a half stars because it was really good, but I have seen better out of these guys. What say you?
2: I gave it three only because I know what's coming, which is way better.
1: Uh, That that ladder match for custody of a child?
2: <laughs> no, they have a couple <laughs> more matches before that, actually.
1: Yeah, I know. That, that, that one just... Oh man, I I liked um,
2: that child. It's currently on Monday Night Raw competing now. It's just
1: right. Yeah, I I I liked Conrad's thing about that, where he was like, can you imagine like uh you know that holding up in court where like the uh, the the judge is about to rule, and he was like, well, uh, and, and Eddie's like, well, I I won custody of of the child, and he's like, wait what? And he was like, well, we we had a ladder match for custody of Dominic, and and I won, and he's like, well, hot damn, <laughs> that solves it then. Court, uh,
2: court adjourn. Boom. Holy shit <laughs> Oh my god. I mean. Oh my god. Good lord, I could just. <laughs> I could see I... Eddie walking to the judge with like his Scarface suit on. <laughs> like... Right. And then Ray's got a mask on open court. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm really overthinking this now, sorry.
1: That's just the best scene ever.
2: <laughs> anyway. Uh, up next, in the back... If somebody she, can make like a courtroom sketch of this, man, I'd pay for it.
1: <laughs> hell yeah, hang it up on your wall. Uh, J- JBL and Orlando Jordan run into Triple H and Ric Flair backstage. They both argue about who's better, and then decide to, uh, to wait and see who retains their titles tonight. Hmm, I wonder...
2: Uh, One of my favorite lines was JVO came up with here is, uh, I'm the only champion to have never lost. Like <laughs> now, currently occupied by Bobby Lashley.
1: Right. Yeah, I look, I I always love that. You know, like the, like I brought up to you about Booker T telling uh, Rob and Damme he's a five-time WCW champion. Like, man, I can't believe you lost five world titles. <laughs> 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 oh, that was great. But up next, man, it is the Money in the Bank ladder match, the first of its kind. It is Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit versus Christian versus Shelton Benjamin versus Edge versus Kane. This match went 5 minutes 17 seconds. Apparently, Chris Jericho came up with this match concept along with writer Brian Grewitz when Jericho realized that they had no plans for him at WrestleMania. So, cool for him. I mean, uh, oh, so. Hell of a way to get yourself on the card, man.
2: I still maintain he came up with it on live TV. Because he cut like a weird promo on Raw. He goes, like, I got an idea of WrestleMania. It involves six superstars, a ladder, and he just randomly said it on Raw one night.
1: It involves six superstars, a ladder, uh, some butter, uh, uh, and a chihuahua. Meet me on the roof in five minutes, Skippy! Oh, here it goes. <laughs> uh, kudos to anybody who gets that reference.
2: Anyway, uh, this is the most a classic. If you don't get that, what the hell's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I know. And we made a Coolio reference a couple weeks back, too. so Right? Uh, this is the famous match where Shelton Benjamin runs up the ladder that's leaning on the other ladder. He clotheslines Jericho off the ladder that's standing up straight. That's, that's hard to describe. But they had that spot in the video game you could do. I was here. about
2: to say that I was like, I'd spam the hell out of that move on the video game, dude.
1: Oh, everybody uh, did. I was like, hot damn. <laughs> and then they did it on the ropes, which is the I think he did that spot the next year, right?
2: Uh it was definitely another money the bang on all was the next year. It might have yeah. been.
1: Where he leaned the ladder up on the top rope, climbed it and then jumped off outside of the ring onto a pile of people. But in the end, Edge blasts Benoit with a chair, knocking him off the ladder, and climbing up and grabbing the briefcase. Uncle Dave gave this four and one-four star. I gave it an even four. What say you?
2: I gave it three because, in the in the grand scheme of looking back at everything, there's been way better ones, but this was yeah. one of my favorites. Not the best, but one of my favorites.
1: I hated it. No, I I didn't hate the match. I love the match, but I hated. Edge winning because I was like, ugh. I did not want him to win this one. I was like, damn it.
2: My pick going in was Shelton Benjamin, actually. Like, that's who I really wanted to win. I was like, it's got to be his time.
1: I went with the obvious pick of Chris Jericho. I was like, Jericho's going to win, right? It's his match. <laughs> nope. He never won a single one of these damn things.
2: He was a thousand balls with Jericho, I never drew a dime.
1: Good lord. Uh, Sing Judas a thousand times, never drew a dime. <laughs> But all right, this next segment, man, ugh, you can't get more 2005 than this. Eugene comes to the ring to cut a promo about how he can't believe he's at WrestleMania. He, he says in his favorite WrestleMania memory, we'll we'll get into the count of uh, 2005-ness after the, the whole thing is over with, but he talks about his favorite memory of WrestleMania is when King Kong Bundy body slammed a midget, and then other midgets formed a midget army to attack him. What the hell? My favorite at WrestleMania
2: three, when when King Kong Bundy he he body slammed this this
0: midget, and then and then and then all the good midgets, and then and then all the bad midgets. They made they made this midget army, and they they attack they attack King Kong Bundy. It was it was midgets are
2: awesome. Uh, okay, so they have somebody out there pretending to. Be mentally challenged, yeah. Huh. Handicapped. I'm gonna use the right word. I don't. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm not making fun of it. It's not funny. Um, but they have someone out there pretend to be mentally challenged, okay? And then yeah. he uses that word for little people. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's about to be interrupted by a guy. Oh, I don't want to get ahead. All right, keep going.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna say that's that's two uh, two offenses already. <laughs> Offense number three. Uh, he's then interrupted by Mohammed Hassan and Divari, Who, by the way, I have Jax figures of. Got him in a two-pack. Uh, Hassan goes on about how Hollywood is racist, and he's angry that he was left off the WrestleMania card. So, because he's angry, he attacks Eugene. So, putting this in context, first, yes, we get the, the guy pretending to be mentally challenged. Then he says midget 5,000 times. Then we get the... Uh, Arab stereotype guy who his whole gimmick was I'm so tired of people treating me a certain way because of the color of my skin so I'm a heel. Make like, what? He's and also then,
2: Italian, am I right?
1: Yes, Marco Pani, he's Italian. And and is well, it De-
2: any more Italian than that last name? Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh Davari is Persian by uh I don't think I don't know if he was born in Persia but Okay, yeah.
2: so so all this stuff, he's the closest thing to even remotely accurate.
1: Yeah, right. And then, so that's that's three out of the way already. And number four, now he's beating up the mentally challenged guy. Like not only is he just beating him up, but he jumped him and starts beating uh, well, him
2: up. Let's use the word correctly. He assaulted him.
1: <laughs> yes. And then when Hassan locks Eugene in the stereotypical camel clutch. Hulk Hogan comes out to thunderous cheers. You remember when he used to come out to cheers, Greg? Still does. Yeah, but nowhere near this big. You, it's like, uh, it's sad, because it's like now when he comes out, like, you still got a good reaction, but you got at least a third of the crowd moaning, and it's like, come on, it's Hulk Hogan. And I know, people have the reasons, whatever. Not getting into all that.
2: Here's the fun fact though, it's the first time I heard that song at WrestleMania since uh 1993.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. That's another flashback for you. Uh but Hogan then cleans house, throwing both um Hassan and Divari out of the ring before posing for five minutes because Hulk must pose, pal!
2: <laughs> Wasn't so important here, but
1: I like how they're like, hey Eugene, piss off. Uh Hogan's gotta pose.
2: I was more than okay with that, because I thought the whole thing was stupid with him.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just like, why I, Why is this? I, they wanted to give Hogan a WrestleMania moment. Whatever. But, Alright, well, up next, we get to one of the matches I was looking most forward to on this night. It was Randy Orton versus The Undertaker. Went 14 minutes, 14 seconds. Undertaker shoved Orton out of an RKO, and he bumps the referee. Now, Cowboy Bob runs in. With his cast on his hand, and he blasts the Undertaker in the head. But this only gets Randy a near fall. After Undertaker finally kicks out of an RKO, Orton goes for a tombstone for some reason. Undertaker reverses it into a tombstone of his own, and he wins. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars. I gave it an even three. What say you?
2: I gave it four. I love this match.
1: I really liked it, too, at the time. I remember me and my dad watching this live he hated Orton. Like, he just did not see any appeal in Randy Orton whatsoever. At the time, I was on the fence about him, but I was, both of us were like, oh my gosh, is he gonna end the streak? This little snot-nosed I, punk?
2: I thought he did with that choke slam into RKO. I, thought that I was Yeah,
1: when insane. he hit that, like, every muscle in my body tensed up, and I was sitting on the edge of the couch, and I'm like, no! No, don't let this be it! He kicked out and I'm like, oh, yeah. I,
2: I, I know that uh, hindsight, obviously, 2020. My favorite Bischoffisms. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't this have been better than Brock, though? <laughs> Tell me, wouldn't?
1: Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, well, the match was much better. I'll say that.
2: Uh I'm not. I can't judge that because Undertaker was like legit, pretty much dead in that match. Yeah. So I mean, got a got that that accounts for something.
1: He looked but, sickly yeah. going into the match. Yeah, he just like did. <laughs> he looked horrible. But yeah, so this this was a really good match. It was as far as emotions go, it was like it had me at the top of like emotion for this one. I was like, man, because I huge Undertaker mark at the time. I did not like Orton, so I mean, I'm still not a huge Orton fan, but I you know I he's fine. This I just, think our
2: uh, lady listeners will agree.
1: Good lord, uh, well Alexa Bliss agrees. <laughs> <laughs> With that pin at Fastlane. I mean, she definitely agrees.
2: That was Edge One Night Stand-ish. Uh, exactly. <laughs> good,
1: good lord. Yeah, Boy Scouts got have camped under it. Anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: we now get a build-up package for Trish Stratus versus Christy Hemi that shows Trish acting jealous of Christy for getting popular off of her Playboy magazine. I mean, if that was the whole problem, I mean, I'd have been fine with Trish doing Playboy. Right. I, I think I think we're in agreement there. <laughs> anyway, um That's, I don't want to keep it too pervy on here, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of things that would never that flew in 2005 who would never go over today, uh Trish takes her out and spray paints slut on her back. Yeah. Lita then trains Christy to take on Trish because them redheads got to stick together. So Trish accepts- I still
2: uh, I'll tell you after.
1: But Trish accepts the title match against Christy for WrestleMania. So here we go. It is Trish Stratus defending the women's title against Christy Hemi with Leah in her corner. This went just over four minutes. Uh, they make it seem like Christy might actually pull this one out a few times. They tried, God bless them. But Trish finis- finishes her off with a chick kick. Uncle Dave gave this a dud. I gave it one star. What say you?
2: I gave it one I really believe this was supposed to be Trish and Lita. But I think this is when Lita was hurt, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. And wasn't that when mm-hmm. she messed up her neck? I think so. Yeah. Like it's
2: this match. No, it wasn't her neck this time. That was that was the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah, this
1: one just. Uh, I don't know. You could t- it's like they threw Christy in there. They were trying to build her up because of the Playboy thing, and she, eh. she was not a wrestler, and it showed.
2: Dude, she I mean, won the Diva Search.
1: Yeah, that demon search was so effing useless. Just completely useless.
2: I was at the one where Maria got eliminated.
1: Wow. Yeah, and then she went on to have a bigger career out of, than most <laughs> of the women in that thing. I, I noticed that thing is kind of like American Idol. Like the winner, like sometimes goes on to do something, but you know they'll different record companies will cherry pick like good contestants out of there and make them stars. <laughs> kind of like The Miz with Tough Enough. Right, yeah. Cause D- you know who won that Tough Enough was Daniel F. and
2: Pewter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Where is he now, Greg? I have no clue. <laughs> uh, a couple does. weeks ago, randomly, he liked one of my Instagram pics. That was weird.
1: <laughs> he did that to me, too, of like, uh, year, like a year ago. I was like, whoa, you're still a thing? <laughs> I think I sent you a screenshot of it at the time. I was like, meh? Yeah. yeah. Weird. But anyway, uh, the build-up to Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels is the famous one where Kurt gets mad at Shawn for eliminating him from the Royal Rumble, so he brings back Marty Giannetti just to beat him up, and he brings back Sensational Sherry to, so he can sing Sexy Kurt, and then he locks her in the ankle lock. Yeah. Hey, Marty got a few paydays off of this, so, I mean, good for him.
2: He did, you no.
1: They reformed the Rockers for, like, one
2: night, and... <laughs> Against huh. um a lot of resistance, man, that was it was actually a pretty fun match.
1: Yeah, and I thought Marty looked pretty good at that time. Like he like the fans were getting behind him.
2: Yeah, this was before he was teasing sleeping with his daughter,
1: huh? Oh man, you, you beat me to it. I was gonna say he well, he had to you know, he couldn't make the next few shots because, you know, he he had to go sleep with his maybe daughter, so
2: <laughs> That's creepy as hell that we're not joking, by the way. Isn't he from West Virginia or something like that? <laughs> He's from Atlanta.
1: <laughs> oh, Atlanta? Okay. Well, he also claims that he killed a man for inappropriately touching him out behind a bowling alley. So,
2: yeah, right. I forgot about that. My God, this is weird, man. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of
1: stuff, man. He also says it's hard being him, and people won't understand because women just want to f him all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure his his date book is just full. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's
2: like a horrible character, in like a a horrible comedy.
1: I like uh, my favorite part about the daughter thing was like he was asking advice online. He's like, she might be my daughter. I don't know. We're waiting on the <laughs> DNA test. He's like, but she's really hot. Should I still ever? And it's like, did
2: you, no. You, ever seen, you, you You have your. Did you used to watch Rules of Engagement? When it was on there? Yeah. It's a story with Russell. Uh, David Spade's character. Oh yeah. He goes, you know when you, you know when you joke that girl is old. Enough, I'm old enough to be that girl's father. Well, yeah, she might actually be my daughter. I had one night stand with her mother. And oh, he's like, are you gonna? like, are you gonna tell her? No, I'm not gonna tell her because I don't want to ruin any chance of having sex with her. She's not my daughter. <laughs> what
1: the hell? <laughs> oh so, yeah, man. So you just That's...
2: took me all the way back to that.
1: <laughs> Why isn't that always David Spade? Isn't joke Dirt like the like that one girl <laughs> he was sleeping with? They thought it was his sister. <laughs>
2: Good grief. Anyway, Uh, getting
1: away from incest and getting into this. Uh, That's a
2: new one for us, by the way. We usually talk about, like, rape and murder in the the news, so.
1: Yeah, this is, yeah, now we're going into possible incest, but not incest. You know, just, like, teased. Anyway. (laughs) God dang it. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. 27 minutes, 25 seconds is the runtime here. This is the debut of Shawn Michaels' chap pants that he would wear throughout the rest of his career. I forgot about that.
2: I'm, I'm glad they weren't asked huh?
1: No, oh, I know, right? This, uh... I, I don't know if you had the same reaction I did, because, like, he 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 makes his entrance. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know, cool chaps, whatever. And then they start to and I'm like, wait a minute, he's gonna wrestle on his chaps? Like, what's going on?
2: I thought nothing of it, actually, at the time.
1: Yeah, because I was, like... I was waiting, because he always, you know, that was his routine. He would zip off the chaps, you know, whatever, because... Uh, He always had cool looking tights, so I was like, and at WrestleMania, I'm always like, oh, what, you know, what new attire are they gonna be wearing? And, uh, I'm like, he's wearing pants now? Like, okay. People probably had like a similar reaction when Rey Mysterio stopped wearing the tights and went to the baggy pants, but anyway, uh, in the end, just when Kurt Angle seemed knocked out, he springs back to life and he grabs Shawn Michaels' foot, grapevining the ankle lock. Shawn fights it for a good two minutes before he finally taps out. Uncle Dave, for some reason, gave this four and three quarters of a star. I gave it five stars. What say
2: you? How do you... What's taken away the quarter?
1: I know. It's like, what held you back? You're like, well, it was almost five, but something took away a quarter of a star here. Like,
2: what's the easiest five stars
1: I'll ever give? It's like, was it... Are are you taking away a quarter of a star because the the announce table didn't break like it should have? Like, what?
2: Like, it's not their fault. I think that added to it, actually. So, screw him. Yeah, it added to the danger. Like, like I, I said, I mean, this is... If you gotta think about how many stars to give this, stop watching wrestling right now. Yeah, this, this is was... This close to perfect as you can get.
1: Yeah, effing amazing. Two of the greatest to ever do it. Just effing amazing. This was the first time they ever tied up. Just amazing. And a couple notes about this Kurt Angle covered this on his podcast uh, recently his new one with Conrad um, I guess <laughs> you you remember I don't know if you remember that one of, one of the springboards that Michaels did where it looked like he kneed Kurt right in the face um, I guess he did actually knee him right in the freaking face and that's why he was like down selling for a while because he was legit hurt
2: So he wasn't selling anything
1: yeah right and then uh, the, another thing, to just aside speaking of attires, he said um, he has the same woman to do his, his uh, singlets for him all the time. And I, I mean, I don't know about anymore, but when he was in WWE, and um, Conrad was asking, he's like, "Well, do you give like a lot of direction to her?" And she, he was like, "No, nah, just kind of." He was like, "She was really good about it. I, I would just go up, and just like, yeah, I want a lot of blue, um, a little gold." And you know what I want, and she's like, yep, got it, and then he would see it, you know, the finished product that she came up with all on her own, he's like, wow, it's effing perfect. I, I liked his attires during this time, because this was right before, I think he, this one he wore here, I think he wore a similar one, but instead of blue, it was black.
2: Yeah, he uh, yeah, wore so. it like like, uh, on ECW, I believe.
1: Yeah, I-, I liked that. When he switched to black, it kind of threw me off, I was like, oh, that's new, but it was pretty cool. But now, I, dude, I forgot about this, but let's get into it. The bagpipes play, and the brand new WWE Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper comes to the ring for Piper's Pit. Always down for seeing Roddy. Although, if you are now subscribed to Peacock, you will not see Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 6. Just (laughs) putting that out there. Uh, That was edited off the network because it quote, controversial. Like, no kidding.
2: My only defense of that is that match sucked, anyways. So you're not missing anything, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can still find the match in its entirety somewhere on the internet. Just saying. But anyway, uh, Roddy Piper uh, says. If you want to. Yeah. If you re- <laughs> if you really need to see that, but Piper says he. If
2: you by the way, if you need to see this again, stop watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I hate Piper's, saying that about two people who are deceased by love, but this sucks.
1: Yeah, well, I, I never saw anything from Bad News Brown in the WWE where I was like, holy crap, I need to see that again. No offense, but seriously. Uh, Piper says that he asked about who's the meanest, toughest man in the WWE, and the people keep telling him it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says, that's BS, and he calls Austin out.
2: He really says it, by the way.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> they bleep him out on pay-per-view. Uh, he starts the interview by saying, So, you're the rebel, huh? Welcome to Piper's Pit. And he just slaps him right across the face. He slaps a
2: piss at him, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does.
2: That was, work- was not a working slap.
1: <laughs> no, that was that was a shooting slap right there. And then Austin says, Thanks for having me, you little son of a bitch. And then he just cracks him right across the face. I'm like, damn. It looked like he knocked Piper loopy. I mean, loopier, you know, but Wow, I didn't say it. No offense. I mean, come on, he said some crazy stuff. I mean, you and I both talked about it. It's like some of the stuff Piper said. We were like, what the heck are you even saying at this point?
2: He kind of promoted WrestleMania about Bearheart's mom not giving him enough baloney.
1: <laughs> no, that was good stuff, man. Come on.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff promo uh, classes are showing all the time. You want to get yeah. over I want to see something like this.
1: Well, that's stuff that'll win you awards on Facebook,
2: man. Oh, good God. <laughs> you should just slap that. Oh,
1: man. Anyway, speaking of slaps, uh, Piper seems pretty annoyed by the crowd chanting, What, at him. I don't think he knows what the hell is going on. <laughs> uh, that's the product. But, yeah, right. Uh, Piper and Austin have a pissing contest for a while until, of all people, Carlito comes out and he insults them.
2: At the time, I remember kind of marking for this because I kind of like
1: Uh I was starting to come around to Carlito When he got drafted to Raw is when I started, really. I was like, okay, I I, I like it. But Austin tells him... I, I have a Jack figure of him, by the way. Got to throw that out there. I don't uh,
2: think they ever made him a television, actually. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they, they did... A, when, when they first came out with, with toys, they made the combo of him and Primo where they were wearing the pants. You remember... Uh.
2: The first undisputed tag champs, right?
1: Yeah, I wanted those figures, but I I think I only saw them one time, and I didn't have the money for them at the time. Anyway, uh, Austin tells him to get his little nappy head in the ring. Again, stuff that wouldn't fly today. And uh, Piper's asks Carlito who in the hell he is, and asks if, or, and and uh, says that he looks like alfalfa. <laughs> Man, that's a <laughs> uh, that's a dated freaking joke. Piper steals Carlito's apple.
2: Alfalfa. <laughs>
1: Great. Piper steals Carlito's apple, chews it up, and he spits it in his face before Carlito jumps him, beating him up. Austin laughs at all this for a second before ripping Carlito up and beating the crap out of him. Piper pokes Carlito in the eyes and Austin stuns him before having a beer bash with Piper. Piper's acting a bit drunk. I refuse to believe that a Scotsman got drunk that damn fast. Yeah, I'm part Scottish, so I can say that, alright? But anyway, before Austin finally gives him a stunner and then leaves, taking a few beers for the road and dropping at least half of them. I, I, I love the, the combination between him and the guy that throws him beer, by the way. Get yourself get yourself a boyfriend or a girlfriend that, that uh, connects with you the same way that the beer thrower connects with Steve Austin, okay? That's all I can say. <sighs> but now we go to this. One of our faithful listeners has fond memories of this. It is Aki Bono versus The Big Show in a sumo match. It went for a minute, two seconds. Good grief.
2: It wasn't said, even the match that I have criticisms about. <laughs> I I think this was a legit sumo wrestling match. I think it was too, because I think it's on Aki Bono's record.
1: Wow. Well, they treated this with just tons of posturing like or they treated it with like lots of respect and everything. They acted like this was legit and all that stuff, like like anybody in the world paid it for a ticket to see this. Like for God's sakes. But anyway, they do tons of posturing and the salt throwing and all that before they finally collide, smacking the crap out of each other, and then they grab each other's diapers and yank each other around. I don't know what they're called. I'm going to call them diapers. But then Aki Bono basically flips Big Show out of the ring. Not that this could have even been good, even if they had worked it. But maybe if they worked it a little bit, it could have been a little less awful. This absolutely sucked. Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I gave it negative one star. Let's say you.
2: I didn't give it anything because I didn't consider it a wrestling match, so.
1: Yeah. I was like,
2: I don't even know if they give this a star. I mean... Maybe it was a decent sumo match? I don't know. I've never really watched one, so... Yeah. Well, I
1: watched one on Austin Powers 3. Where Fat Bastard took on that other guy. Wow. <laughs> you know what my favorite Helen Hunt movie is? Twister! The JBL has an entrance like he's the president for the next match. He even has money with his face on it raining from the ceiling. Years before they did it for the Young Bucks.
2: I... I gotta stay off the bat I love this entrance. Oh I yeah, that was of, awesome. They have like hear, a whole motorcade. I think that Taz was not let in on it because I feel like his reaction was genuine. He's like, What the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and he was <laughs> laughing. He's like he, he, I maintain he did not know this was coming.
1: <laughs> he probably didn't. He always like he always called things like he was a kid in a candy store, like, oh look what's going on. <laughs> By the way, obviously, I just recently got back into AEW, so I'm a little off on certain things. I had no idea that Hook was Taz's son.
2: Yeah, that was the uh, whole thing. He trained with, uh, who was he training with? Was it Cody? Cody.
1: Think, yeah, he's think, at yeah, Cody.
2: That was the whole thing, and then he turned on him. Well, he didn't really turn on Cody. He just joined Taz, so.
1: You can definitely, if you ever get a good look at Hook's face, you can tell. he's He's 100% Taz's son. But, yeah, he's a little taller. Not much, but a little.
2: What's that saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, yeah, this entrance was awesome. John Cena isn't quite doing his special entrance at WrestleMania. That hadn't yet come. That happens well, he's next
2: not year, hes though. not John Cena yet. Yeah. We're about, he, what, eight minutes away from him being John Cena?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, He well, uh, the next Royal Rumble, I want to say, is where he gets his first, like, big entrance, isn't it? Yeah. Or no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, when did he take on, is it Judgment Day? Where he takes on JBL? The. Oh,
2: yeah. He comes out on the, uh, turntables on the back of a truck. That's right.
1: Yeah. The big old semi. And then he's, the flatbed truck. And then he, that's how he wins. Cause he pulls off, like, the, the pipe from the semi and is about to beat JBL with it.
2: That was insane, man.
1: We have to review that show sometime soon. I, I gotta put it in the schedule. Anyway.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I remember them, I don't know who they were trying to sell on this, but, like, they kept pushing for weeks after the greatest SmackDown pay-per-view of all time. Yeah. um, No? (laughs) How low is your bar?
1: I don't remember the whole card, so... Vengeance
2: 2003 had already happened, mind you, so... (laughs) 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 Put that out there. Well, this show...
1: uh, or this show. This match was uh, John Bradshaw-Layfield defending the WWE title against John Cena in about 11 and a half minutes.
2: Juan Cena.
1: Not yet. He's not quite wearing a mask yet. So, But anyway, uh, because of the, or most of the match is JBL just beating on Cena like he owes him money. Uh, Cena finally makes his comeback. This would be just Cena's thing for like the next, like five plus years, by the way. Gets his ass beat for 10 minutes. Makes a miraculous Superman comeback in the last minute. Hits his finisher and wins. That's it. So, but, uh...
2: puts the asses in the seats and sells the shirts, dude.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But Cena finally makes his comeback. JBL tries for the clothesline from hell, but Cena ducks it, nails the FU, this was before it was the attitude adjustment, and he wins! Uncle Dave gave it a star and a quarter. I gave it two stars. It wasn't very good. What say you?
2: I gave it two stars, but it's just crazy what's about to become.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was, I mean, people argue that, I mean, obviously it was his first big push moment the previous year when he beat Big Show, the U.S. title, but here he was being crowned. He was the guy. And it was funny that, well, the two guys we're about to see are going to be flipped on shows here within, what, a year, to a year and a half? No, like
2: no, they would be... They would be flipped a couple we like eight, eight ten weeks later.
1: Oh wow! I didn't even know yeah. it was that long.
2: Right, uh, because it happens right after Vengeance, so in June.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Anyway, we now get a recap of the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony the night before. I had completely forgot that Sylvester Stallone inducted Hulk Hogan.
2: Yeah, man, he had to, he had to induct his rival Thunderlips, dude.
1: A quick aside about that, by the way, I had always thought that Thunder Lips was just, like, the main villain of that Rocky movie. He was just, like, a quick thing yeah. like, at the beginning. I had no idea, because I'd never seen the Rocky films before. I was like, oh, okay, Mr. T was the main villain in that movie.
2: We'll, we'll hold for judgment on that for later, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I've never, like I said, never saw the Rocky well, films. Well, you've seen the them
2: all movie. now, though, right?
1: Not yet. I'm I'm on five.
2: Okay, five, you've seen them uh, all. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> well, I still gotta watch five. Balboa, no, you
2: don't. And... <laughs> you do not need to watch five.
1: No, I'm I'm gonna. It's like just, saying, you know so I what? I gotta
2: watch Godfather three. I have to.
1: <laughs> I did. But yeah, so I gotta watch five, and then I gotta watch Rocky Balboa, and then. Rocky uh, Balboa
2: was. Is... But yeah, he's just like a charity wrestling thing, or boxer versus wrestler. Yeah. Right.
1: And then, because
2: uh, the way people talk about him being in Rocky and all that, like, yeah, how like seniors like got mad at for it. Remember that was the whole story. He yeah. yeah, because like the whole thing like that, it makes it sound like he's going away for like six months to film a movie when he probably did the whole thing in like six days,
1: right? Well, the whole thing about it was because uh, McMahon said, uh, "Well, you can either be a movie star or you can be a wrestler, but I, I don't want movie stars on my roster." It's like, oh yeah, because that would be off. that didn't work out at all for you I
2: guess what's about to happen in a couple of years (laughs) yeah right speaking of speaking of this Rocky (laughs)
1: yeah right Uh, oh man I know Uh, but yet again Triple H is played to the ring by a live performance of the game by Motorhead for this main event match this time I
2: personally thought this was the best one 17 was really good this one just hit better when was the year
1: uh, the Drowning Pool played him out?
2: Uh, 18.
1: Okay, that wasn't that the one where the lead singer forgot the words to his own song. Yeah,
2: sad. They say he was like heavily on drugs that night.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna make fun of him because he did die of an overdose, and that's really sad. But it's just obviously, that's not gonna be remembered like super fondly.
2: I'm not he- even gonna attempt to defend a drug addict, but. This was not a song they had on their album. He probably didn't perform it on all the live tours, so... To be yeah. fair, he probably didn't remember the lyrics, so... I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, he only played it once or twice. Yeah. So, this, uh... Yeah, keep in mind, that was, like, lead singer number one of, like, ten that Drowning Pool would go through.
2: They've never captured that again, in my opinion.
1: No. I think the guy who replaced the original lead singer, I, forget, I think his name was David... Um, but the guy who replaced him, I thought did really well. Uh, they had a different sound though. They were the one that did, uh, the Mania 20 song.
2: That was probably the only song I liked off that album.
1: Oh yeah. When they got the guy
2: from that, I liked it from the Punisher actually.
1: Oh yeah. And I liked, uh, I mean when they got the guy from soil, I liked it, but I didn't like it as drowning pool. I was like, cool. So you're soil 2.0 now. Like that's all it sounded like because I was not drowning pool. Either way, we digress. Uh, this time, uh, Lemmy has facial hair, so I just, and Triple H ha- also has facial hair, which he clearly modeled after him. I wonder if he called him up. He's like, "Hey Lemmy, I'm 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 shaving my my beard off, but just my beard. You and I should match,
2: or vice versa." Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? I think someone said he had a direct line to him, so it would not yeah, he probably he probably
1: did. Well, you remember, uh, you remember the B.G. James, Kip James interview where they were like, "And that stupid effing mustache." <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, I also forgot That's that. That's wants back. <laughs> yeah. Right. I also forgot that Batista did not have his saliva theme or his machine gun pyro at this time. Because, like, yeah, I I did too. Yeah, because I'm primed and ready for it. And then when the theme song hits, I'm like. Wait a minute, that's not saliva, Uh, because it's not, like, it's still a cool theme, but it wasn't, like, all rocked out yet, and I'm like, oh, and then he comes out and he does his, like, machine gun thing, and no pyro goes off, and I'm like, oh, like, uh, didn't he get it, like, the next month, though, or two months after this?
2: I think he gets it after the next pay-per-view.
1: Oh, he gets it, all right. Anyway.
2: I'm gonna leave that alone. (laughs) Wow. Save some well, editing. All right. Yeah,
1: we're going we're to, gonna, speak of which, before we get into the main event, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is the main event match Triple H versus Batista.
3: Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main pod, on Twitter at main event underscore marks, and on Instagram at main event
0: underscore marks and at main event collector. Dave's dream car. Of course, he prefers the pearl white to the cherry red. But you can't fit three kids and a dog who's prone to car sickness in a sports car. Yeah, Dave's had to compromise a lot lately. But not when it comes to cutting the cord. Fubo gives him all the sport he needs, as well as all the shows his family loves. Don't compromise. Get over 100 channels plus showtime and cloud DVR included. Visit FuboTV.com. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844 7732
2: Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive through
1: Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good.
0: So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.
3: The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
1: All right, we're back, everybody. Main event time. Don't forget, by the way, to subscribe and leave a review, please. It helps us. It helps us get seen and uh, spread the love to everybody you know. But all right, man. Main event of WrestleMania 21, Triple H defends the WWE World's Heavyweight Championship against Batista. Triple H has Ric Flair in his corner, by the way. I I forgot to mention that. It uh, goes for 21 and a half minutes. Flair predictably gets involved multiple times in this one. Triple H takes most of the match, slowly beating up Batista. He tries for a pedigree on Batista on the stairs, but Batista reverses it and catapults Triple H face first into the ring post, and Triple H, he cut himself big. Like, I'm like, damn, dude, he's like pouring blood. Later on, the referee gets bumped, and Flair tries to get involved, but takes a spine buster for his troubles. However... Triple H manages to blast Triple H for the world title. I honestly thought this was it, uh, but it was not. Triple H later low blows his way out of a Batista bomb attempt, and he tries for a pedigree, but Batista blocks it with his goddamn manly strength. So vascular. Like, he just he powers his effing way out of it before giving the thumbs down and a Batista bomb for the win. This started really slowly, and then I feel like it picked up about halfway through. Uncle Dave gave it two and three-quarter stars. There we go again. I gave it 3 What say you.
2: I also gave it three. I really like this match. It was good. really. I think they had better ones after this, but I yes. like them.
1: If anybody goes back in the archives of uh, Vengeance 05, they have a much better match inside of Hell in a Cell. But this was still really good. So, uh, I, I always liked this combo. I will say...
2: This is probably I, Batista's best opponent ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This... My only... Th- my my thing at this time, I, I just remember Triple H had been on his reign of terror up until this point, and, you know, Col- he was always in the title picture, always... Or always the champion, just period. And then Batista came along, and I was so... Like, they tried it with Orton first, and I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then when Batista... They finally gave him the push. I was like, okay, I'm into this one. I don't know what it was. I just, I didn't give a crap about Orton. But I loved Batista.
2: Thus vilifying everything Vince McMahon stands for and who he wants as a star. I mean... Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I love Batista. Is he as great as the wrestlers like Triple H or Orton? Or I don't no. think so. I mean, no. but that's not, it's not saying but I mean, they're, those guys are all amazing, but he wants his champion to be a big Vascular muscular man, and here you are saying you liked him. So I was like, yep. is it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to crap on his logic, you know? It's, well,
1: my thing is, it's not just the look. I mean, obviously he had a great look and whatever, but like he just had it. He wasn't. Yeah, the you greatest.
2: wanted to like him.
1: Yeah, he he didn't have the greatest promos, but they were they were fine, and they had emotion to him, and he just seemed like somebody you could believe in.
2: <laughs> You better have kind of motion when you work with Triple H and Flair for all them years.
1: No, I know, right? I mean, he. You want to talk about getting like the best training you could possibly get, and the best like, you know, sitting under the learning tree. You got Triple H, <laughs> H and or- and uh, um, Ric Flair right there. There's no no wonder why him and Orton turned out the way they did. But uh, at the end of this, Batista poses with the world title in Triple H. Because... A- because Dave must pose, pal. <laughs> But he puts it in Triple H's bloody face before Triple H gets Ric Flair to carry him to the back. <laughs> I I just imagine Ric Flair whispering over at Triple H. He's like, "I'm J J
2: Dillon now." <laughs> but anyway, that, that is, guy in the ring is is uh holy right. Holy, he ain't beating Flair. A little hard hitter.
1: Yeah, I I'm trying to think of. uh Oh I guess
2: no, heck, more of an arm. He, you know, he wasn't the enforcer, but.
1: Yeah. Well, if, if we're going with, you know, big meaty guys who who beat up Flair, made him bleed. I mean he could uh Batista would have been uh probably sting.
2: Oh I can bleed.
1: Well but he's not fat. <laughs> we're gonna take our final break of the podcast. When we come wow. back, oh. we're gonna talk about our final ratings of the show and tell you what is to come in the month of April, right after this
3: follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector
2: sports fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan
0: gear from all the leagues teams and players you love unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by fanatics and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home Join Fanatics Rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and for a limited time. Get 20% off all orders. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844
1: 7732 The only thing better than
0: grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's.
3: Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Now back to the show.
1: All right, we're back. Final rating time. Internet Movie Database gave the 7.7 7 out of 10. Cachematch.net gave it 8.77 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10. What say you?
2: I love this pay-per-view. I'm going to give it an A-. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't... I think if they didn't have that stupid sumo match.
1: The women's you know, title match.
2: I'm willing to forgive that, because I think Chrissy went in there on short notice, but yeah. I thought it was good. It sucked, but... <laughs> right. But But, like, yeah. But man, this this pay per view was close to maybe not overall match quality, but like mm-hmm. just emotion wise, just must one of the all time greats.
1: Yeah, I mean you've got Eddie Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. You got that Money in the Bank ladder match. Very that's
2: starting one. off by the way. You start off yeah, like that,
1: <laughs> right? And you got um right after the Money in the Bank. I mean, skip the Eugene crap.
2: Uh, now I'll never give that too because I marked so hard for Hogan. So if that's what it took to get him on there. I yeah. saying I-, I liked it.
1: So yeah, well that that's true.
2: That's the uh, mark in me though. I gotta admit, but still,
1: it is. But then, but then we go right into Orton versus Taker, which was great. The you just you know, a
2: forgotten classic. I would say maybe yeah. classic too big of a word, but classic awesome match. Yeah, or, sorry, forgotten awesome match. Yeah.
1: Everybody. Well, and you can hidden, hidden gem. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's
1: it is. And then you can... I, I would forgive you for skipping the women's title match. And then there's the uh Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels classic. And then, you know, we got the the uh Piper's Pit segment, which was great. And like we said, you know, I forgive you for skipping Aki over versus Big Show. The J.B. But again, got,
2: again no, I have to point out, it was only about a minute long. It
1: so, was. It's In not like out. it
2: took up a lot of time. It was... Stupid, yes. I'm not gonna defend it, but like uh oh, we only gotta put up with a minute of this crap for this. I'm okay with that. I yeah, mean I'm it... okay with it if we have to have it. You know, like like okay, this match has to happen, so okay. Keep it short, keep it simple.
1: It, it, was, it, it was in and out like that diaper up big show's dimpled ass. God <laughs> uh JBL versus John Cena was not good, but it was uh you know, it, it wasn't a horrible match. So
2: I would was... say As bad as it was, it's still very, very, very historic.
1: It was, for sure. And then the main event was really good with Triple H and Batista.
2: Again, historic.
1: Yeah. All in all, it was good stuff. Definitely, I I would probably put it in my top five of WrestleManias. Top five.
2: (laughs) Probably my top three. I'd have to to do the math on that. My top
1: three are uh, 17... 10 and 19, either 10 and 19 are battling it out for 2, and those are my and I only say 10 just because it's so historic and I grew up watching it on repeat on VHS so, uh, but yeah, then 14's gotta be in there and I'd probably throw 21 in there
2: I'd say 19 for sure is my number 1 Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say 17 is number 2, this may be number 3 yeah
1: yeah. Uh not a bad not a bad top three there, I'll say that. But uh yeah, so before we get into what's to come next week, just want to remind you that we are sponsored by FUBO TV and Fanatics. The links are down in the podcast description. Uh Fubo T
2: V. Baseball starting up, man, go get your team gear.
1: Yep, Fanatics. Just order uh, a has... brand new
2: A shirt from there, by the way, so Yeah, authentic. At the time of this recording sorry, at the time of this recording there's a sale going on, but I think there's always a sale. Though, to be fair, but.
1: there's di- there's like weekly sales. Yeah. So you can go check that out. It's authentic sports gear. Uh, use our link. Let them know that you know we sent you. Yeah, because right now they got a free shipping deal. But I mean, they they've always got stuff, and they've got uh, fan cash deals and all that good stuff. Uh, also, uh, if you want to cut the cord, which a lot of people are doing nowadays. FUBO T V is a great way to do that. They've got over hundred plus channels depending on your area. I've got over two hundred channels in my area.
2: you have FUBO?
1: I no, I have Spectrum right now. But when I got Spectrum I didn't know about FUBO. I might have actually chose them, but I bought
2: I watch the... uh so anyways. Good grief. We didn't uh, do any I... Tommy Boy references this episode, so I had to get one in. <laughs> Good
1: grief. They do have, it's, it's live sports and TV without cable. 100 plus channels, live and on demand, cloud DVR included. No hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. If you use our link, you can go, cause right now it's telling me I have 220 channels available in my area in sports, entertainment, news, all that stuff. We've got a whole list of channels you can go through and it's anything I could possibly watch and then some. So, uh, I, they have different packages their lowest one i get 113 channels so uh plus Damn. 130 plus events in 4k and you get a see a that would be
2: the sell point for me right there
1: right and i get a cloud dvr with uh, 250 hours of space and a family share which uh has three screens at once but those are uh that's all fubo that's
2: tv like, it's me want it
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> right so go check that out fubo tv uh link down in the description but coming up on the podcast, man, we are heading into the month of April. It's uh, a little less, like uh, one less show than we did this month. We got we squeezed in uh, six shows this month. That was cool because it's uh, pre WrestleMania, so we got three WrestleManias in. But next month, we're hitting you with two lockdowns because our first show in the month of April is on April seventh. It's TNA Lockdown 2006. It is Sting's Warriors versus Jeff Jarrett's Army.
2: I I think we should apologize up front for using uh, a lockdown pay per view, like one year to the day of all this crap in this country getting locked down. <laughs>
1: hey, it is uh oh, <laughs> it is uh you know it's 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 ironic. Some people are getting open back up, man. So I I mean if you I understand if you don't want to deal with lockdowns, but trust me, this is good stuff, man. Uh, lockdown '06, we will review that next week. We've got the Nitro reboot we're covering on the 14th. That was on uh, April 10th, 2000, where they rebooted, they stripped all the titles. Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo tried to work together. That lasted for all of uh, two months, I think.
2: April May June, uh, Three. Three and a half, three. give or take. Yeah.
1: yeah, so three months, and Eric Bischoff wanted to strangle him. So he lasted longer than most.
2: There's a running theme with that man.
1: Right. Uh, April 20—oh, by the way, the reason we're covering Lockdown 06 is because it is 15 years past, so it is an anniversary. On the 21st, we are covering a 10-year-old event. It is TNA Lockdown 2011. The main event is Immortal versus Fortune in Lethal Lockdown. April 28th, we are going to bring you WCW's Spring Stampede 1994. Uh, this was pre-Hogan, was it not?
2: Yeah. Was, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, the the main oh the main event this is why the main event was Ricky Steam or uh, excuse me Rick Flair defending the WCW title against Ricky Steamboat.
2: Yeah, actually, now I think about it, I think this whole event they mentioned Hogan coming to WCW like 47 times. So <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, this this took place at the Rosemont Horizon in uh, Chicago, Illinois. So I wanted to cover it just because of that main event. They also feature uh, Vader versus the boss, which is the boss, big boss, man. Uh, Steve Austin takes on the great Muda. Sting takes on Rick Rude for the international world heavyweight title, which uh, is um, uh, redundant.
2: <laughs> and here's going to be... He, oh, oh, well, really, on that talk? show, we should get into that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll title crap.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that. Johnny B. Bad Shocker, opens the card against DDP.
2: <laughs> we, I just look. I love I hate Conrad. He, he does this to me a lot. He points out stuff and I can't unsee it or unhear it. And like when he pointed out Johnny B. Bad opens every damn show, I was like, wow, he does.
1: You and I noticed that too going through ninety five.
2: I think I noticed it, but then I forgot. And he brought it back, and now it's just like a sticking point.
1: Yeah. Uh, Stephen Rie- Lord Stephen Regal takes on Brian Pillman for the television title. So that should be good. The Nasty Boys take on. Cactus Jack and Max Payne in the Chicago street fight. Oh, boy.
2: Um, Actually, if I remember correctly, I think that match was actually pretty decent. Don't hold me to that. I'm about to go back and watch it, but I feel like it wasn't as bad as it sounds on paper. Again, do not hold That's me
1: good. to that. Uh, well, there's also Bunkhouse Buck versus Dustin Rhodes in a Bunkhouse match, so there's that. This
2: isn't the one that got him blackballed, is it?
1: No, that was uh, 95. Um, that was the King of the Road match.
2: That's so, the match that literally makes gold
1: dust. Yep, basically. Uh, but that's at the end of the month, and our bonus show next month is the Raw that snapped the 83-week winning streak of Monday Nitro from April 13th, 1998. WWF Raw is War, the main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon for the first time ever. I don't remember that Raw. i got to go back and watch it, obviously, to refresh my memory, but I remember getting hyped for that as a kid. I was like, hell yeah.
2: I don't remember why, but yes, I remember getting hyped.
1: Uh, Austin vs. McMahon, main event. That was the main event, uh, and that snapped the 83-week streak that we hear so much about. So that's, uh, that's our bonus show for the month of April. I had a lot of fun covering all this, and uh, I hope you all did too. Thank you for joining me today, Greg.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we will see you next week with Lockdown 06.
0: Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you. Ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at fractureme.com.
1: The only thing better than grinding all night
0: for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. (laughs) you